Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business news podcast from Business in Vancouver newspaper and BIV.com. So we've got a new report out from the Business Development Bank of Canada, and it concludes that the country is undergoing an entrepreneurial resurgence. That is their words right there. And we've got a high number of Canadians this decade launching businesses over the last year. So Michael Denham, the CEO of the BDC, he's going to break down how maybe the face of entrepreneurship is changing dramatically in this country. And then a little later on, we're going to keep the conversation going with regards to entrepreneurship as this week's Rise Women's Conference hits North Vancouver and conference organizer and the ACE class founder, Mandy Ballack. She joins the show to offer insights into the challenges that women face in business. But before we get to either of those conversations, I just want to mention that on November 6th at the UBC Robson Square, our editor-in-chief, Kirk LaPointe, will be moderating our post-election panel. We've got panelists that include Mario Canseco from Research Co., Brittany Kerr from Ernst Cliff Strategy Group, and Scott Lamb from the Conservative Party of Canada. Then on November 13th at the Fairmont Waterfront, it is BIV's CEO Awards. You can find more details about all those events at BIV.com slash events. Now let's go ahead and speak to Michael Denham, CEO of the BDC. Okay, so a new report from the Business Development Bank of Canada. It's concluding that the country is undergoing a quote-unquote entrepreneurial resurgence with the highest number of Canadians in a decade launching businesses uh, in 2018. Now, the report, it coincides with Small Business Week, and here with us to break it down, it is Michael Denham. He is CEO of the Business Development Bank of Canada. He's here in the region this week. Michael, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So very interesting report and it's something that I, I think our listeners and our readers are, are going to want to comb through when they get the chance. But maybe you can uh, break it down to uh, for us for uh, a little bit here. What is essentially kind of behind this resurgence that you guys are talking about? Uh, now, Tyler, would you mind if I just start first with a, a bit of context at the Small Business Week? Because this is, that is an important backdrop for the uh, for the research. And then I can, I can turn to your question. Um. So the, um, every uh, year uh, for the past 40 years, it actually, the tradition actually started in the Fraser Valley. Um, we and um, um, organizations we work with uh, celebrate small business and small business week. Uh, and uh, we expect there'll be, uh, I don't know, two, 300 gatherings across the country, maybe um, 15, 20,000 people involved. And uh, we love the week because it's a way to celebrate uh, entrepreneurship, celebrate small business, uh, and encourage would-be entrepreneurs to, um, uh, to pursue their passions. And every year, Tyler, we uh, provide some research uh, to Small Business Week to serve as a bit of a, a focal point for discussion. And to your question, this year, um, uh, it being the 75th anniversary of BDC, we thought it would be appropriate to research basically the state of play around entrepreneurship in Canada. So we interviewed a thousand entrepreneurs and a thousand Canadians. And um, uh, you're right, we found there is a, um, uh, a resurgence in entrepreneurship. And uh, we can get into the details, but at a high level, the most notable finding, I think, is that um, 45,000 Canadians uh, started a business last year. And why that's notable is that's the highest level in over 10 years and represents a bit of a trend over the past couple of years of continued growth in the number of, business, number of Canadians starting business. Uh, and that's a big deal. 
Yeah, so we've seen this surge of 45,000 Canadians doing so. And one of the things that popped out to me, and maybe you can speak to this, is that it seems to be a diversity of uh, people that are behind this. Tell me a little bit about where you're seeing, maybe plucked from the demographics, that are finding more interest in launching their own businesses. Yeah, so the face of entrepreneurship in Canada does continue to change. And again, in this research, there were three um, particularly notable uh, findings uh, uh, in that regard. Um, relating to women, relating to new Canadians, and relating to young entrepreneurs. Um, so uh, there's a real growth in terms of um, women entrepreneurs. You can look back, Tyler, to, the, to when Small Business Week started. And um, there is, um, I think, 40, 40 times more women entrepreneurs now than there were 40 years ago. Uh, and the rate with which women entrepreneurs start business is actually now three times higher than the rate for men. So there's lots of lots of movement and growth with respect to women entrepreneurs. Secondly, with uh, with new Canadians, a full 40% of businesses started last year were started by new Canadians, um, who, who by their nature are a very uh, entrepreneurial risk-taking group. And thirdly, young Canadians, uh, going back four years, the increase in businesses started by young Canadians uh, below the age of 35 uh, is up 80%. So it's almost doubled uh, since four years ago, which is huge. So again, women, new Canadians, young, young, young Canadians, you can see through that the face of entrepreneurship in Canada is um, starting to change. One of the things, though, is you do highlight maybe some challenges ahead, especially when it comes to skills training. Uh, not all of these entrepreneurs are necessarily going to be, say, numbers people, for example. They're people that are excited about launching businesses. But how are you guys able to ensure or how should these entrepreneurs be able to ensure that they're getting appropriate you know, skills training to make sure that their businesses are successful? You know, there are so many... Um skills and attributes that um, one needs to succeed as an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are born with them. Uh, some have to learn them, pick them up. Um, so what we're doing, and there are other organizations that are, that are also focused uh, uh, on this, is uh, we're just making available um, exposure to the types of um, uh, skills and learning and materials that entrepreneurs need. So you go to bdc.ca, uh, you'll find uh, a real treasure trove of tools and articles we post, Tyler around cash flow management, around starting a business, around human resources, around how to think about um, uh, certain types of financing versus other types of financing. Um, and it's all there, it's very user friendly, it's a good way to start. And uh, again, we encourage frankly all entrepreneurs to, to take advantage of this because none of us start as entrepreneurs with a full range of attributes and skills already in place. We all have a ton to learn. And uh, we're trying to make this, uh, this material as acceptable as possible so folks can learn. It's interesting because we have been seeing this resurgence, as you guys have outlined here in this new report, but I am curious about the fact that there was maybe declines in entrepreneurialism going back starting in, say, 2000, lasting until 2014. Can you talk a little bit about maybe why entrepreneurship was on the decline uh, maybe in the uh, early parts of this century? Um It's a good question, uh, and um, there are probably a number of um, factors at play. Um, one is, um, I think, the prevailing uh, demographics in the country, right, are towards um, Canadians on average becoming older. Uh, and uh, on average, um, uh, older Canadians just like to start business than newer Canadians. But I do think a lot of the, um, uh, again, the reasons for the growth, as I described, with respect to women, with respect to new Canadians, with respect to young entrepreneurs, do relate to um, fairly consistent efforts by many organizations to provide uh, access to what these groups need to start. 
So access to financing, uh, access to um, uh, networks, access to mentoring. So I think a lot of the turnaround relates to the, these, these, these groups in particular, uh, now feeling that they have um, uh, the means at their disposal uh, to pursue their dreams and start businesses. One of the other things that I, I hope you can speak to is just like the changing nature of uh, small businesses, especially when you're going up against, say, uh, increasingly large giants of companies. You know, how are Canadians at navigating, say, the changing world of small business right now? One thing that um, is interesting in this regard is when you look at a lot of the big um, um, kind of changes to business, you look at cloud computing, you look at robotics. You look at e-commerce, et cetera. What's interesting is um, uh, all those things are making um, access to technology uh, so much easier for small businesses. You go back 10 years, Tyler, all these things were the domain, the domain of large businesses where you needed kind of servers and databases, what have you. Uh, whereas right now, very, very small businesses from day one can get access to the technology they need to scale. And as a result, uh, I think you're finding there's much less um, of, a, of a difference in terms of um, access to, to, to technology, which is now so key for businesses, uh, small businesses versus large businesses. I think that's why you're finding um, uh, small businesses um, being able to um, um, uh, succeed now, whereas in the past, it would have been disadvantaged in terms of technology. It just seems that it is interesting that there is a little bit more flexibility with these companies to kind of uh, be competitive just with access to a lot of these tools. And the other thing that I'm very curious about is kind of maybe where BC is positioned in this conversation about small businesses in Canada. It consistently ranks as maybe the most entrepreneurial place in the country. I don't know, from your perspective, maybe this is anecdotal, but does it speak to a certain entrepreneurial spirit of people that are drawn here? Is Does it have to do with maybe, say, government policies? What's your take on BC's consistency when it comes to being amongst the most entrepreneurial in Canada? Yeah, well, we, I certainly, I certainly um, agree with the observation. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking to you now from Surrey, and um, we have uh, a number of offices in this part of uh, the Lower Mainland, and um, we're uh, unbelievably busy down here, just trying to kind of keep up with all the uh, activity and demand and projects and innovations and investments from local um, entrepreneurs here. So I think your observation is, is, is right on the mark. Um, and uh, uh, even today, for example, I'll be speaking over lunch, and we expect about 300 people to show up, all looking to um, uh, exchange and network around uh, how to uh, improve their businesses. Um, and I do think, the, um, uh, uh, again, the, the point I made before about uh, uh, new Canadians and young Canadians, they have a lot of those in the lower mainland. Um, they're entrepreneurial. Uh, and, um, uh, again, the construction scene here remains um, kind of very robust. So uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of the, um, the the foundational elements have been in place for a while for this part of Canada very entrepreneurial, and you continue you continue to just to see that um, in terms of the um, economic growth and levels of activity. Well, maybe we'll leave it off on this. Uh, if we're trying to make a pitch to uh, pay attention to what's going on among small businesses here in this province, one of the things that the report highlights is you know say job satisfaction. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, how these owners or SMB owners are you know, satisfied with what they're pursuing? So being an entrepreneur, uh, as you would know, is not easy. Um, there are lots of, uh, lots of challenges, um, uh, kind of meeting payroll, new contracts, et cetera. But the flip side is uh, it's unbelievably satisfying because these folks are their own boss and what they're building, they're building themselves. So uh, again, in the research, you'll see that the satisfaction rates for entrepreneurs are very high. And they're depending on the the, the, uh, uh, the specific question, kind of in the, in the seventy to eighty percent range. 
so I think it's um, important to acknowledge that it's uh, it, it's tough. There's no um, there's no support system. There's no kind of safety net, etc. Uh, but uh, it's uh, as you see from the fact it's it's incredibly satisfying. And um, uh, I think um, I expect to hear over lunch today when I meet with the other uh, folks coming to um, to join us. I expect there are lots of um, lots of stories of satisfaction, lots of smiles as asking about how the businesses are going. Because um, again, to to start something, build something, lead something. Um, uh, as a person in charge of the business uh, is an incredibly satisfying thing to do. I think you see that in thousands and thousands of cases here uh, in BC and most notably in the Lower Mainland. And just for myself, speaking anecdotally, I talked to small business owners lots and you kind of get that sense that there's just kind of this appreciation they have and this passion that they have for what they do, that they're very much invested in their pursuit of ensuring that their company is going to be successful. Yeah, Exactly. Well, excellent. Uh, Michael, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for the time and the interest. That's Michael Denham. He is CEO of the Business Development Bank of Canada. And we are going to continue our conversation about entrepreneurship, this time with Mandy Balak. She is the founder of the ACE Network. She's going to talk to us next about women as entrepreneurs. So I thought that was a great conversation with Michael Denham, and I want to keep this conversation going right now because the Women's Rise Conference hits North Vancouver on October 25th and 26th, and the event is bringing together women from across the business spectrum. And joining us today to break it all down, it is organizer Mandy Balak. She is the founder of the ACE Class. Mandy, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, so this kicks off tomorrow. What can people expect from this conference when they drop in on this? So it's actually the whole weekend, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, And this is a lifestyle event. So we have incredible speakers coming and speaking on all sorts of things, whether it's business and leadership, conscious leadership, health and wellness, um, relationships, our self-love, all of the good the good things. And we've got about 25 different speakers. We've got workshops and truly it's, it's not your typical conference. It's an experience and it's immersive. And, you know, people are, are able to connect with other like-minded women and get really inspired from the speakers on the stage. So what was the genesis of this? So I, you know, my business is the ACE class and Rise is just one of the events that we do. And when I started the ACE class, I was in a place in my life where I was overcoming a massive failure. I had shut down a business that I had and I had completely isolated myself. So I felt very alone in you know, in my life. And I was pushing people away because it was easier for me to be alone than it was for me to face my failure every day. And I sat in that for a while. And as I, you know, started to think of ideas that I wanted to create again, and knowing that I was really craving real connection and real conversations, I, I built the ACE class around this brunch event where we would bring women together and we would showcase the story of female entrepreneurs. You know, people would, it was the first event was born that way. And that was in January, 2017. And What really surprised me about that event when I filled the room for the first time was that women started to share with me that they were craving that kind of connection too. So so often we walk around every day and we are just telling people we're fine or we're talking about the weather or, oh yeah, business is great. 
But really, there's a lot more underlying things that are going on. And when we don't connect and open up about those things, it really holds us back and limits us from our potential. And so the origin of you know, the ACE class started in at, with brunch. I started getting on planes and traveling all across Canada, creating this experience for women all, all across the country. And then I needed more and I wanted more and the community was asking for more. And what Rise is, it's about supporting women to come together, to rise up, to reach for more and to own their success. It's interesting. Our, our last guest, uh, he's the CEO of the Business Development Bank of Canada, and they have a new report out. They're talking about kind of this resurgence in entrepreneurialism here in Canada and just the changing face of it. Uh, they point out that newcomers and millennials are making up a big, big chunk of who's now running small businesses. But they also pointed out that women are just surging with regards to those that are, you know, launching these businesses. Uh, is this kind of an effort to maybe create more of those support networks that may have been missing over the previous decades when I think women were accounting for maybe 14% of, say, uh, total ownership of these small businesses back in like the 1970s? Yeah, absolutely. And I think women bring incredible qualities to the leadership table and to the business world in the sense that, you know, we lead with empathy and compassion and a lot of our ideas and and all of that are about nurturing and supporting. And, uh, and yet we're struggling with the identity of, you know, running in multiple directions and taking care of others. And this community is about creating conversation that one will help you grow your business, but two, you cannot grow your business if you're not taking care of yourself within. And that is why, you know, we, we have created this community where we can have real conversations, where you can find mentorship, where, you know, we're talking about your mental health and boundaries and balance and all of that so that you can set up your business for success. Well, one of the things that you brought up is, you know, uh, you had experienced that failure and you looked inward, you, you didn't want to reach out so much. And I, I'm wondering when it comes to business that they say that, you know, a lot of times failure is actually a good thing. It, it helps you learn from what you gather from that. Uh, were there other kinds of stories like that as you're able to talk to other people that have gone through similar experiences that kind of helped you with your own journey? Absolutely. I celebrate my failure at this point. Like I look back and I'm so grateful for the failures that I've had because, now I can I can I can share those experiences with others. It's contributed to me, you know, literally rising up from it and saying, no, I I learned from that, I'm accountable to that, and I can continue to grow. And the more I open up about my failures and the more the women at our events or, you know, the amazing speakers that are that are coming to our events share about theirs, that is where connection takes place. When we can look at people that we might see on social media or see out there in the world and we're like, oh, their life looks so glamorous, their business looks so perfect. When we can take it back and strip it away and look at the human in it, that's where connection happens and that's where our potential can really start to grow. You know, it's just kind of interesting to think about how much has changed over the last few years. Do you think that we are getting into, I guess, like a business mindset where this is actually kind of an okay thing to do? Like we can actually become that much stronger in our own business acumen just by reaching out to other like-minded people. Absolutely. Connection and community, you are not alone. And I think that the more technology is showing up in our hands and our ears on our wrists, uh, 
the more connected we think that we are. And, you know, at, at the drop of a hat, you can, you expect to get a hold of anybody or them to respond to an email within a microsecond. The more connected we are there, the more isolated we feel from the real conversations that are really important and the connection that's really important. And that's what humans need. We need to feel connected. So do you imagine, and I don't know, maybe putting you on the spot just a little bit because the conference hasn't happened yet, but do you imagine some sort of narrative kind of emerging from this, you know, as people gather together, is there kind of a common thread, do you think, that will come out of this? People might have kind of a, uh, a similar, almost communal experience after attending all together and exchanging their own experiences. For sure. I can, we did this event in Calgary over International Women's Day, and it was magical. And it was something I actually had never experienced before, or even really expected from the weekend, but it was transformational in the connections that we saw, not only with women connecting deeper to themselves, but to each other. And that's what ACE is all about. It's about creating that community and that ecosystem where, you know, connections do take place. And whether it's a friendship, a business, you know, we've had women that have started business together that have come to our events before. We have people that, you know, just are, are making new friendships and things like that. And I can certainly say that the way that we set up the event is very, very intentional that even if you're coming by yourself, you're going to be immersed with other like-minded, highly ambitious women, and you're going to find your people. So do you think that there are challenges right now that everyone can relate to? Or does it almost kind of differ depending on the specific business you're in? Because I I think we've been talking about some of the um, more broader universal things right now. What challenges do you think is going to be on the top of mind for a lot of people coming to uh, this event this weekend? Burnout. Yeah. Burnout is a big thing that I keep hearing about, and especially with women entrepreneurs. Like like I said, um, that identity of wearing multiple hats and going from, you know, especially our entrepreneur moms out there, I got so much respect for you because you're getting up in the morning, you're taking care of your family, you're responding to 100 emails, you're out in the world, you know, doing your thing, and then you're back with your family and you're trying to stay up all night to do your business plan, whatever that is. Um, and, you know, in I, so many of us are in such high demand. And so this burnout and not knowing when to turn off and tune inwards is such an important topic. I think outside of that, it's like women tend to get in their own way as far as limiting their success. And I think the type of women that we attract that come to our events, they want to be the best version of themselves. But we have, you know, a limiting belief about what's possible for us, or I'm not enough, or I can't do this, or someone is judging me, and I'm afraid to fail. And those are the voices inside of women's heads. And I'm generalizing a little bit, but I've had 6,000 women in my in my events over the last two years. And that's a really common thread that I'm hearing. So getting in our own way. Do you think maybe asking for help is just something that, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's because we're Canadian or something, but like, is it something that we don't want to feel as if we're putting any sort of burden on others? Or or, or, I think asking for help is, is actually kind of a good thing to do, though. I think people are just afraid of looking bad and afraid of looking stupid. And, you know, you can take that back to being a kid and not wanting to put your hand up in class. Like that's, I don't, and I don't think that that's just a thing with women. That's with, with people. We generally do not want to look like we don't have it together. And that's what we see. And, and that's exactly why vulnerability and honesty is, is a core value of us and, and what we talk about on our stages, at our conference and at our events and on our podcast and all of that. It's breaking down 
to what's real. And when someone else can share what's real for them, someone else finds that relating factor for them and they're like, okay, I've got an opening and now I can go in and now I can share and now I can be real. Okay. So as we wrap up here, I'm curious, was there moments or anything like that from the the previous conference uh, over in Calgary that kind of stuck with you? Like just kind of, you're like, oh, I I can't get that memory out of my head. It, It really meant something to me. The whole energy of the experience really meant a lot to me. And there is one woman that just really sticks out to me. She And I'd never seen her before. She'd never been to any of our events before. Um, and she came to our conference. She walked in looking one way, and she walked out a changed human. And I will never forget her walking up to me on the last day. She gave me a big hug, and she said, I just need to hug you and say thank you because my life is going to change today. Okay. So if, if anyone's curious about the events, uh, any additional information you can provide for them? Jointherise.ca, all the info. You can see our amazing speaker lineup, Danielle Laporte, Mark Groves, Devin Brooks, some Vancouver natives, um, an incredible lineup of people, and uh, Instagram at jointherise with an underscore. We have a special promo code for anyone that's listening. If you want to get hooked up for a ticket this weekend, you can use BIV20 for 20% off tickets, and I hope to see you there. Excellent. Mandy, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That's Mandy Ballack. She's founder of the ACE class, and that's it for the show today. Thank you for listening. In the meantime, get your friends to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or go ahead and do it on Stitcher. For now, I'm Tyler Orton, and we'll be back tomorrow.